Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully, you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you audit your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're going to get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down. My blood sugar is down. My weight's down. My health is up. My sleeping patterns are better. My metabolism is up. If you want to experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. Good evening, America, and happy Memorial Day from all of us here at Just the News, Not Noise. We hope you've been able to spend this holiday weekend with loved ones, celebrating and also honoring the ultimate sacrifice that so many of our fellow Americans have given to keep this great country free. Joining you from Washington, D.C., I'm John Solomon, and I'm so glad to spend this next hour with my amazing colleague on the left coast, Amanda Head. Amanda, happy Memorial Day. Happy Memorial Day to you, and good evening, America. It is Great to be here with all of you for this very special evening. Of course, I am your co-host, Amanda Head, over here in Los Angeles. And, John, this day is such an important one, and we want to dedicate this broadcast to honor those who have made the ultimate sacrifice in order to defend our nation's sovereignty, uh, both at home and abroad. And today is a day when we not only remember and honor those men and women, we extend our deepest appreciation to the families, the friends, and the acquaintances who put their selfish tendencies to rest, and allowed their soldier to fight in the name of freedom. Oh, Amanda, you couldn't have said it better. They are extraordinary warriors, the families, the extended families, and of course, the men and women who fight for us. Uh, over the course of the next hour, we will be talking with veterans, congressional candidates, nonprofits, and fallen soldiers' families to help us understand the true meaning behind Memorial Day and why we observe this respected federal holiday as one nation under God. It's so much more than just barbecues and bear. And there's nobody to, better to remind us of that than our first guest, Taya Kyle. She is, of course, the wife of the American hero, Chris Kyle, whose life story and unselfish sacrifice as a Navy SEAL sniper was told in the movie, American Sniper. Taya, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's an honor to have you on. I want to start off with a very simple question. What is What does Memorial Day mean to you and your family? You know, it's interesting because I had the opportunity to have so many of them with Chris, and we looked at it as an opportunity to uh, not only remember those who served 
and died, but to appreciate what they died for. So we would start the day, even when our kids were little, we would go to a local cemetery and um, where you know military soldiers had been buried, and we would spend some time praying over them. Sometimes we knew people, sometimes we didn't, depending on where we were at the time. And then our kids got to see us pay respects and say prayers over the families who were left behind. And then we went on and, and gathered with some people and some friends. Not many. We were a little bit more introverted and um, just enjoyed the freedoms that they fought and died for. I love that. And uh, I want to ask you about your book in just a minute. But for right now, your husband's book that ultimately became the movie that so many people have seen, American Sniper, I think a lot of our audience would be interested to know how how that happened because a lot of times there's there's so much bureaucracy and and business junk that you have to go through to get a movie made. Um, talk to us about that process. Yeah, it was interesting because Chris really didn't want to even do a book in the first place, but other people were writing about him, and it was one of those things where he said, "If I'm going to do this, I'm giving all the money." Away, I have to be clear that this is not about me. I want to write about the family. I want to write about the people I served with, and so he did that. I thought very bravely because it was definitely not his style to be out in front. He definitely preferred to be, you know, in the back row of photos with the sunglasses on, not call attention to himself. He was the epitome of a humble warrior, and. So when the book did come out, we just thought, okay, it's done. Now he told his story, and and we really had no idea how much there was a need for the family story, in addition to the universal idea of what a warrior goes through. I mean, it's it's been published in I think 70 languages or something. I mean, it, ridiculous. And um, I think that just shows that there's a universal spirit and something that warriors go through. So. After that, Bradley Cooper was the one who really championed it. He had wanted to do a military uh, movie. He read the book. He loved it. He went to Warner Brothers. They got a writer, Jason Hall, assigned to it, and then uh, approached Chris a number of times. And eventually, he acquiesced, and, and uh, the rough draft to the movie was turned in the day before he was killed. Wow! Amazing. Well, it is a story of resilience and American greatness, and uh, we're so grateful you've shared it with us. Uh, Taya, uh, a few years ago, I had a chance to uh, sit with some families that had lost loved ones on the battlefield, and they said something to me that has stuck with me. I want to ask you about this, if it's true for you, and then also how we close this gap. They told me, listen, the first six months after it happens, we have that support system. It's year two, year three, year four when the tuitions are due, when the kids are getting older, that it gets harder and harder. Do we have a gap in the system supporting these amazing families that have already lost their great loved ones? It's an interesting question because I think that there is also a universal part to grief, and I know that in my family, I um, unfortunately was able to see grief of children and adults and you know friends of the family. I was able to see that that grief doesn't end after year one or two. And so I think for anybody who loses a loved one, it sometimes feels like the world has gone on and everybody else has forgotten. So I don't know that there's anything we can do from a system perspective or a government perspective to honor the lives differently. I think we're doing a great job in the civilian world about paying more attention to that, about reaching out to people. I think a lot of times people are afraid to bring up someone who has died because they don't want to upset 
the person who has been grieving their loss. But I can tell you that that's almost never the case. It's typically um, a great idea to say, hey, I don't want to bring up a subject that you might not want to talk about. But if you ever want to talk about and then whoever you know that person's name is, I'd love to talk to you about it. I'm always open. Um, my mom had a friend whose baby died of SIDS. And for 20 years, she just sent her a bouquet of flowers on the anniversary of, I think it was actually the baby's birthday, um, or maybe it was the anniversary of the baby's death. Sorry, I don't remember. I was young at the time. But I remember her friend crying and saying, you're the only one who remembers. And uh, so I think it's just important for anyone you know who's lost someone to just take a minute to send a text, a message, anything that, that says, I remember, and I'm, I'm here if you want to talk about them. Yeah, that's important for keeping that memory alive. I wanted to shift gears and talk about your book, uh, American Spirit Profiles in Resilience, Courage, and Faith. My goodness, what a title. Talk to us about it. You know, I was I had this incredible opportunity to travel the country with my kids in tow. We did a homeschool teacher that came with us just so we could kind of try to keep Chris's memory alive. And I think there was a part of my grieving that felt like if I, the busier I was, the better I was. I could sort of outrun some of the, the um, depths of the pain. And so it morphed into this opportunity that we had to meet so many people who I think naturally just started sharing their stories with me. And I thought, this is so inspiring that... I see there are so many people who unfortunately have suffered, but let's face it, there is something, um, there's a human nature that says it's, it's probably healthy for us to know we're not the only ones who suffer, but that they've done something amazing with that suffering. And I loved that there were kids who had done incredible things. There were people you'd never know about doing incredible things in this country. And for me, when the news was crazy, when uh, life was crazy, Knowing that these people were out there and and doing great things, that buoyed my spirit. And I thought, if I don't share these stories, then you know that's that's a sort of a tragedy on me because I think there are other people like me who feel better about the world, knowing that there are lots of people you'll never hear of doing amazing things to make the world better. Listen, I have had your book for years, and on a really bad day, sometimes I'll pick it up to stop whining about myself and remember other people have done so much more and gone through so much more. It's a great book. Everybody should grab it. Um, you are the model of resilience. You keep finding ways to give back to your country, even after all your family has already given. The latest example, the Tay and Chris Kyle Foundation. Tell us a little bit about that and what you're trying to accomplish with it. Well, thank you for that. I do want to say that it really wouldn't be without my faith in God that I would be resilient at all. I cannot tell you the number of experiences I've had with God that have made my faith so incredibly strong. And I see how he uses other people um, to bring love and light when we're in the depths of despair. So I don't want to take credit for my resilience. Um, it's been definitely sort of a group effort. And with that, I wanted to make sure that that we could give back. Chris and I wanted to start a foundation before he was killed. Uh, we talked about ways to give to a lot of families. We originally wanted to give to two families um, financial proceeds from the book. And long story short, he realized before he died that there was a better way to do this. Um, and so I was able to carry that forward. I did not know I'd be able to do it so soon after he uh, had passed, but I really felt like it was all divinely orchestrated. So I say this, I think this is God's mission before it's mine. I just don't want to screw it up. Um, we don't, there's not religion in our 501c3. It is, it is a secular organization based on um, the biblical things that I've learned about marriage. And we provide tools to service members. Those are active duty, veterans, first responders, military 
And um, there are so many reasons why marriage is so hard in the service life. And I find that most people want their marriage to succeed. They just don't have the tools to do it. And there really aren't resources for these service marriages where people feel like they can be 100% vulnerable. They have to be able to share with people who aren't going to impact their um, service members' work life, right? The service member. So we, we purposely put... Uh, a veteran with an active duty, a firefighter, and a policeman, that's the group so that it's not, there's no risk of people sharing it with the people you work with, but they still have that service mentality in common. We do uh, five programs over two years, and we've had extraordinary results studied by Baylor University, and we know that it's been not only life-changing, but life-saving. The Army did a study showing that 80% of service suicides, 80% are relationship-related. And that has nothing to do with the spouse at home. It has everything to do with a service life being complex and complicated, and they need one safe place at home. And um, whether or not their spouse thinks they're the best thing in the entire world, if they don't feel successful there, that sometimes is the straw that breaks the back. Yeah, absolutely. We've only got about 20 seconds left. Tell us a little bit about the jewelry line you started. Oh, Warrior Collections. Yes, I do that. Warrior Collections with my business partner, Angela Blair. It's at warriorcollections.com. We also have some really cool jewelry at JTV. There's a line called Coadon, K-O-A-D-O-N. Both of those lines are uh, intended to inspire people amazing. to keep their and remember they're a warrior. It's amazing. You keep inspiring us. I tell you, thank you so much. Happy Memorial Day, and thank you for all you do for this country. Thanks. All right, folks, we're going to go take a quick commercial break. When we come back, Joe Kent, Republican candidate and American hero, up next. Hey, folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully, you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you audit your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're gonna get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down, my blood sugar is down, my weight's down, my health is up, my sleeping patterns are better, my metabolism is up. If you wanna experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. 
Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome back to our Memorial Day special. We are so excited to bring in Army veteran and candidate for Washington's 3rd District, Joe Kent. Joe, thank you so much for joining us. So much for having me on. For those in our audience who are not familiar with your story, that of, of your wife's as well, just give everybody a little bit of an idea of your background. So I uh, had the honor of serving this country for a little over uh, 20 years in Special Forces. I was a Green Beret, did 11 combat deployments, the greatest honor of my life. It's actually where I met my, my late wife. She was a New York native, joined the military right after 9-11. Her father and uncle were both uh, first responders to Ground Zero. So she enlisted, learned Arabic, became a Navy crypto-linguist. So she was good at uh, stealing enemy communications, spoke the language fluently. Um, by the time I met her, she was on her fourth combat deployment. Um, she unfortunately was killed on her fifth combat deployment fighting ISIS in Syria. Um, one month after President Trump attempted to get us out of that war after they had already met their met their objective. Uh, so after that, I decided that I needed to step aside from uh, deploying and putting myself in physical danger to take care of our two young sons. Had an opportunity to briefly meet President Trump and uh, tell him that he was getting the foreign policy right, but he was being thwarted at the mid to senior levels in a way that I had never seen before. And that's kind of what put me on the, the trajectory that I'm on right now, trying to save the uh, save the country for the sake of our two young sons and for my wife's legacy. That's uh, an amazing legacy. A lot of people may not know the story. Eventually, President Trump, I believe, signed some regulations or a law to prevent what happened with your wife. Tell us the story of her deployment, the deployment that probably should never have happened. So um, my, my wife got really interested in military psychology. She recognized a while back that the special operations community and the military as a whole was having a mental health crisis. Um, when she was on her fourth combat deployment to Afghanistan, her commander, a Navy SEAL, actually took his own life tragically. And so Shannon realized that she needed to start helping her fellow veterans. So she got a bachelor's degree in psychology, a master's degree in psychology, and was accepted into a Ph.D. program to become an actual Navy uh, psychiatrist. However, doing that process, you basically have to re-enter the military. So although she was deemed fit by the military to deploy with special operations to the front lines of the war on terror, she was deemed unfit to commission as an officer because two years prior she had uh, cancer in her throat that she had cut out, removed. She was had been cancer-free for about two years, but because of that uh, regulation, she was not able to attend the commissioning process. She wasn't able to become a Navy physician, and that's what put her on the deployment where she ultimately lost her life. So we uh, rewrote some of the regulations to give enlisted people more of a chance at becoming officers if they've had some other service-related injury so that that's not used against him, uh, used against them specifically. So the, the uh, regulation is called the uh, Chief Shannon uh, Kent Memorial uh, Regulation, and President Trump and then Secretary of Navy signed that into law about two years ago. Amazing. Amazing. I don't know if I'm supposed to say this on a broadcast, but I don't know any other way to describe her than a total badass. I mean, with everything that she did and the ways that she served her country, learning Arabic and, and decoding cryptic messages, it just sounds like a, a movie. But uh, I wanted to bring it back to your campaign. You are running in the 3rd District for Washington. Talk to us about some of those those values that you are taught and that are cultivated in the military and how that translates to a life of service in politics. 
Yeah. So really, it's uh, it's just hard work and getting up every day and, and, and grinding. I mean, you really learn that early on in the military. Uh, nobody in the military really cares what your background is or how good you think you are. You have to prove it every day, especially in special operations. It's very highly competitive, and I think that translates well to politics. I mean, in politics, maybe my story, my background might get my foot in the door, but people want to see that I'm actually out there earning it every day, doing in-person town halls, answering their questions, uh, being well-read enough on all of the issues to accurately and uh, fully represent them. So I think the work ethic and the desire to serve our country and to be worthy of the sacrifice of so many veterans that came before us, I think that's what translates the strongest in my uh, campaign. Yeah, that's amazing. And if I heard you correct, 11 deployments, that's just unbelievable. Um, Joe, uh, President Trump put us on a path to get out of the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan. We've exited but the needs of those military families don't go away just because the war ended. You see the failures at the VA. You see the 40,000 known homeless veterans. You hear the stories of uh, long wait lines, again, back at the VA, other bureaucratic bungling. I know if you get to Congress, this is going to be front on, on your front burner. What is one of the most important things Congress can do to get the families of the fallen and those who are wounded and needing the VA's help on better footing? So the VA is just really a, a disaster of a bureaucracy. I, I think that the VA is almost beyond repair. We need to put choice in veterans' hands. We have a massive country. It's impossible for veterans to get the services and the help they need at just a few centralized veterans' administration-ran hospitals. We need to actually have veterans go get the health care they need on the economy, whatever is closest and the most convenient for them, and then have the VA pick up the tab for that. In the long run, that's going to actually save taxpayers money. But most importantly, it's going to give veterans the ability to actually get the care they need, as opposed to first having to, number one, drive to the VA, to the Veterans Administration, and then number two, to fight with the bureaucracy of the VA. So Veterans Choice, which is something that President Trump was really working heavily on, unfortunately, the Biden administration has decided to pretty much scrap that entire program. But I want to push Veterans Choice as the primary means for, uh, for the VA front front and center and make that actual law for our country. Yeah, Joe, as we're talking about OEF, OIF, Afghanistan, obviously we have to bring up the elephant in the room, Joe Biden's withdrawal from Afghanistan. Uh, I imagine I know how you feel about it and whether it went smoothly, but give us your thoughts on that. The, the tragedy is that uh, President Trump went through about two years of really hard fighting to get us to a place where we had a, we fought the Taliban at the negotiating table, and a lot of that was because of the strength that President Trump showed in places like Iraq, Syria, killing the Iranian terror mastermind, Qasem Soleimani. The Taliban knew he meant business, and they rewarded us with a year of peace where no Americans were killed. And so really all Biden had to do was follow Trump's plan and withdraw according to that timeline, and we would not have had the disaster. We would not have lost the 13 Americans on the way out. Um, but big picture also, the military-industrial complex has been lying to the American people and to really, I think, every single elected official since we started this thing, that we had built this Afghan military and this Afghan government that would endure. They knew it was a lie the entire time. They just never thought we were actually going to leave. So we definitely need to have a lot of accountability, accountability of the current chain of command that's still in office that hasn't had to answer any hard questions. And we really need a full accounting of what happened in the war on terror and why the military industrial complex and our elected officials lied and continued to let us lose people overseas in these unnecessary conflicts. 
Yeah, those are such important questions, and Congress hasn't dug hard enough to get them, certainly not since the Democrats have been in control. Um, I want to talk about the larger stature of America. One of the greatest ways we can honor those who have fallen before us is to make sure we keep America free and strong. And it seems like in the last 15 months, our stature has failed time and again because we seem to be leading from behind, whether it's Ukraine, Afghanistan, Iran. Uh, what is the key if Republicans get into Congress to bulk up our security, even if Joe Biden remains president? A big thing is peace through strength, and strength always starts at home. If you look at Biden killing off our energy sector, that's had a catastrophic effect on American families. Everybody is being strangled right now by the price at the pump. Everybody is being strangled by the price of groceries and everything that's trickled down from that. And then that's really translated into giving people like Vladimir Putin, the OPEC cartel, more actual commodities. When we get rid of our energy market, their commodities go up. They have more money for mischief. Putin didn't attack uh, Ukraine until Biden was in office because he knew Biden was weak, but also because his coffers were lined. So getting back to being energy independence essential, I think we have to start playing hardball. If we have control of the House and the Senate, we have to tell Joe Biden, hey, you need to reverse your energy policies because this is a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Otherwise, we simply aren't going to sign anything. We won't even sign the budget for the federal government. We have to start playing hardball once again so that we can strengthen our nation and project more strength and also not try to find the next conflict to go send billions of dollars to like we're doing right now with Ukraine, risking a potential nuclear exchange with Russia. That needs to be reined in. We have to return constitutional war powers back to the Congress. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Well, Joe, we appreciate you coming on and we look forward to watching the progress of your campaign. And I think you're right with respect to the military industrial complex. A lot of people feel like military officials at the Pentagon uh, are, are less military and more bureaucrat. And that's something that we've got to fix as far as their reputation. But Joe Kent, we uh, look forward to having you on again soon. Everybody stay with us. Coming up after the break, we've got Frank Siller, the chairman and CEO of Tunnel to Towers after these commercials. All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote, it's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they've also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free Social Security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale, four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, AMAC.US slash Just News. That's AMAC.US forward slash 
Just News. Hey folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title in your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time, go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. Welcome back, everybody. Joining me now is the chairman and CEO of one of the most impactful foundations in all of America, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. He is Frank Saylor. Frank, great to have you back on the show. Thanks, John, for having me on this all-important weekend, Memorial Weekend. It sure is. And uh, I am, a lot of people, I'm sure by now, know the extraordinary story that sacrifice your brother made on 9-11, a firefighter who ran into the towers. Uh, but could you just give us a little bit of the history of this incredible organization and all it's doing these days? Sure, John. So my brother was a New York City firefighter that who on September 11, 2001, just finished his night tour in Squad 1 in Brooklyn. He was on his way home to play golf with myself, my brother George, and my brother Russ. The four brothers were going to play golf, which didn't happen too often, but we were so looking forward to it. But, uh, you know, he heard on his scanner that the towers were hit. What do firefighters do? What do first responders do? What do our military do? They don't run away. They go right at the danger. And uh, that's exactly what what he did. He uh, went back to his firehouse, got his gear, drove to the mouth of the Brooklyn Battery Tunnel, where it was close for security reasons. And that tunnel is almost two miles long. And he strapped that 60 pounds of gear on his back and ran through that tunnel up West Street into the South Tower. And then while saving others, he gave up his life. And he was our little brother, John. He was the youngest of seven. And we felt like we had to do something to honor what, what, what he did. And we started the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Yeah, you did more than honor him. You have created a safety net for just thousands of families now. Talk a little bit about the different programs. The most exciting one, obviously, the mortgage-free homes that you give people. But you've got smart homes. You've got so many different initiatives. Tell us about some of the things that you're making a difference in the world with. Well, John, we, we, are, we, we, do, we deliver mortgage-free homes to catastrophically injured service members, those who give their bodies to, uh, you know, for our country. Um, these are the most catastrophically injured service members. We do gold star families and fallen first responder families. You die in the line of duty and you have a young family left behind, you know, we're going to uh, deliver them a mortgage-free home. If they have a home, we're going to pay off the mortgage. If they don't have a home, we'll, we'll build one for them. And we're proud of the work that we're doing. But John, you know, we were just in Nashville. I did a concert with yeah. Lee Bryce and Brentley Gilbert and uh, some other great entertainers. And uh, I made an announcement on the stage that we are now, Tunnel to Towers is making a promise uh, that we're going to eradicate homelessness amongst wow. our veterans. And uh, we're so proud uh, that, that we're going to take on that mission. But it's not just putting a roof over their head. Yes, we have to put a roof over their head. But we also 
have to make sure they get all the services they're going to need to get back into society uh, the proper way. And we've been working on this for the better part of a year. We're going to put 500 of them off the street this year. It's about 40,000. Amazing. But we're going to get to that 40,000 number. And I don't know how long it's going to take, but I know your listeners are definitely going to uh, help us. Yeah, no, they need to. It, it, the, the homelessness problem is one of the most extraordinary things. And I didn't realize this until a couple of years ago when I did some journalism on this. Um, female uh, veterans are among the most likely to yeah. fall into homelessness. Um, you're taking a holistic approach. It, it's one of the great things about what you do. When you go in, you do, you get the whole picture. Uh, how important is it to get those extra services, not just the roof over the head, but the things that build confidence, that build uh, re-entry into society? How important is that to making sure the lasting uh, solution for a veteran is there? It is so important. We were thinking of doing this a couple of years ago. And we did not figure out how to make sure that they got the comprehensive services that they're going to need. You know, give them back some dignity, give them back some hope by putting a roof over their head. But then we have to make sure that they, you know, if they're they're all dealing with PTSD, every single one of them. You know, they saw their friend blown up next to them or killed right next to them. They come back and it's hard to assimilate back into society. Uh, so a lot of them are just, uh, just in the wrong place at the wrong time, can't handle the mortgage, can't handle uh, an apartment, and, um, and they separate from society. And we're going to make sure that they get all the things. You know the success rate with homelessness, once you put them in a home and you get them the services, are tremendous, tremendous. Because yeah. these people are strong. Hey, look, they, they served our country. They defended us. They protected us. And now it's our turn to step up to make sure and that we take care of them. And they are the forgotten ones. Yeah. You know, it's nice we, what we do for, you know, mortgage-free homes or catastrophically injured service members and gold star families and fallen first responder families. But this is definitely by far and away the most aggressive program that we are going to, uh, this endeavor is gonna be uh, monumental, but we're gonna get it done. Cause you know what, I keep on saying it out loud, John, and the more I say it out loud, I can't fail. My brother would be so upset with me. Uh, If you say you're going to do something, you're going to do it. And I got to tell you that we were 95.1% of every dollar went to our programs this year. I just signed the tax returns. Amazing. 95.1% of every dollar. And we're so proud of of that. We don't waste people's donation. $11 a month. I don't think it's asking too much, right? Go to t2t.org. Donate $11 a month. And millions of people come together. We can eradicate homelessness amongst our veterans. Uh, folks, do that, t2t.org uh, or com, dot com, right? And so, org, org. org I'm sorry, org. org. Please remember to go there, folks. Uh, my family does it. It is such a good and noble cause. And let me tell you, when Frank sends his mind to something, it gets done. I was uh, able to see a fundraiser last year with them. They are amazing. Frank, we got about 45 seconds left. What is the best thing that people on this mo- most important and sacred holiday, what are the needs of the families of the fallen that we aren't yet fulfilling yet? Well, I, I think that because we're so busy Americans and that we get on with our lives so quickly that we forget that there's a big price paid for our freedom. And these gold star families have, you know, their loved ones made the ultimate sacrifice for our country. I think most people think it's a day for a barbecue and they don't realize what that barbecue is all about. And I think that if we can bring that awareness, John, like you're doing right now and say, hey, Let's go. Let's not just recognize them and say, thank you for your service, but let's be 
proactive. Let's do something tangible. Let's donate $11 a month and we can take care of all these problems for these gold star families, catastrophically injured families. And then of course, we can eradicate homelessness amongst yeah. our veterans. And that's what we should be doing and thinking about this Memorial Day. A noble cause. And in your hands, I know it's going to be done very well. Frank Saylor, we're so proud of you and all that you've done for our country. And happy Memorial Day. You too, John. God bless. You God bless well. America. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after this. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Welcome back, everybody. I am loving this trend of people who have served our country, protected our country, getting involved in politics. And that is especially true for our next guest, Lieutenant Colonel Jennifer Ruth Green. She is a candidate for the House in Indiana. Thank you so much for joining us, Jennifer Ruth. Uh, it's an honor to be here. Thank you, Amanda. I appreciate it. We are happy to have you. And for those who are not familiar with your candidacy and your campaign, I know you are a third-generation combat veteran. You were in the Air Force. Talk to us about your service and that of your family as well. Yes, uh, both of my grandfathers, they served in World War II. And uh, my father served in Vietnam. And I had the opportunity to serve as a mission commander in combat in Baghdad as part of Operation Iraqi Freedom. And so it's an honor to be a third-generation combat vet, uh, graduated from the United States Air Force Academy, and it's been a pleasure to serve for the past 22 years and continue serving today. That's uh, amazing. What an amazing family, and uh, a great round of applause from all of Thank us you. to your family for serving. Um, you have these lessons that you learn when you serve your nation in the military. How are they going to translate into politics as you're now running, uh, running for office for the first time? Oh, well, I, I really believe that in the military, uh, we have this unique responsibility to bring everybody together, regardless of your background, your belief system, who you are, where you're from. And we just get the chance to bring the best ideas and move forward because we realize the gravity of success. And so mission failure is not an option for us. And so I really believe that the ability to listen to all sides, to provide a solid way ahead, uh, those are one of the, you know, some of the most unique tools and opportunities that the military has taught me. I love that. So many of those skills translate over, and I, I really wish that more veterans uh, would, would serve in office here in our country and in Congress in D.C. 
we all know how much endorsements can mean to a campaign, and recently you received Representative Elise Stefanik's her pack, uh, an endorsement from them. Talk to us about that boost for your campaign. Oh, Representative Stefanik is a powerhouse. She's incredibly intelligent, incredibly experienced in this world of uh, Washington, D.C., and so it was just an honor to be able to have her put her name and her reputation behind our campaign. And uh, I believe that a lot of people saw it and just were excited about the fact that she's willing to invest uh, her time in mentoring me through the EPAC. Yeah, it's an amazing organization. And what a, what a slate of candidates they have picked for 2022. It's very impressive. Uh, Jennifer Ruth, I know faith is very important to you through your military career, through your family, and now as you, you seek political office. Let's talk a little bit about why faith in the public square is so important. I think the principles of faith closely align with the Republican Party and align with what we're striving to do, whether it's developing strong families, developing a strong economy and spending money wisely, or even whether it's peace through strength. And so I think all of those elements are highlighted through faith. And as a Christian, it's an honor for me to be able to help people who are largely uh, want the same things but have a different approach in how to get there uh, just to provide some stability and a foundation uh, for decision-making that won't be changed when I have the opportunity to serve in Congress. So it's an honor to have faith as my foundation to be able to help people. I love that. And, and springboarding off what you said about faith and family, those are deeply rooted values in the black community, in the Hispanic community. And that's not a new thing. But what is a new thing is people starting to leave the Democrat Party and, and align themselves more with a political party that aligns with those faith and family values. Why do you think that that is something that has been increasing more recently? I think what's, what's most impactful um, is the ideology that the Democrats of yesterday are not the Democrats of today. So the Democrats of your grandfather's party uh, would not necessarily agree with the Democrats of today. And so we have these socialist ideologies that are so far from what they're purported to be as a party. And as a result, people are seeing the differences in leadership, in style, uh, in results. And so when we see the difficulties and devastation that uh, exist across our country at the working class level, I think people are just waking up to say, hey, we need to do something different and we need to do something better. And so when we see the fact that Democrats have control over the House, over the Senate, over the White House, people just say, hey, you have all of the opportunity to make your agenda known and make it better for our country, but our country isn't better. So I believe that people are ready for something different. And I was reading an article today about uh, L.G. Winsome Sears out of Virginia, and she said that politics is the new fountain. And when you think about that, that analogy from the 1960s, 1950s, the drinking fountains that were separated, uh, people thought you had to go to a certain drinking fountain, you're black, so you have to be a Democrat. Well, that's not the way it is anymore. Now you have the opportunity to choose, and we are not stuck in that same mindset of the 1960s and the 1950s, and people are ready for something different and something helpful, and the Republican Party is going to bring that with conservative values. Yeah, and you're seeing that political realignment in uh, new coalitions and the polling data. I think 2022 has the potential to be a realignment sort of election. To do that, we have about two minutes left, uh, to do the sort of big tent that the Republicans want to build for this election, what are some of the key messages going in the fall? You've now won your primary. You're ready for the fall election. Uh, what are the key messages and issues that Republicans have to own going forward? 
incredibly excited. I think that uh, the the key issues that are on the table are going to focus obviously on the economy. People are concerned about the fact that gas prices are raising, that we have skyrocketing inflation, uh, that the civ at the border impacts our economy. Uh, but also, I think on a foreign field, we have to look at our inter- international relations and how that takes place on a broader scale and how it's impacting us, whether it's our energy prices, energy dependence versus independence and those kinds of things. But honestly, what I think people are looking for at the most basic level is not career politicians by any stretch, but authentic leadership, where there's an opportunity for accountability to be taken. And so when I look in our district at Representative Frank Mervan, he consistently says, well, that's Washington and those are their decisions, but I'm here for the people. But we cannot and he cannot separate himself from the Biden agenda and the failures that continue to exist because he has voted with Nancy Pelosi 100% of the time, and the failures are his, and accountability needs to be had, and so we need leaders who will stand up and be accountable for their decisions and be willing to recognize the truth. Yeah, so important. Yeah, we got about tw- right. 20 seconds left. Uh, Jennifer, I just want to ask this. Homelessness, veterans, women disproportionately represented in that group. Are we doing enough? What can we do to help? Absolutely. In Indiana, I know I'm working with Webb House and Mr. Bob Farmer. He is working towards that goal consistently, and I wholeheartedly support his efforts, but I strongly support the uh, NGOs or the nonprofits that are ready and willing to take on that task. Yeah. High value, high risk, uh, no-fail mission there. They're doing a great job. Lieutenant Colonel Jennifer Ruth Green, we honor your family, your grandfather, your father, and you for your remarkable service. Happy Memorial Day. Thank you. It's an honor. Thank you. All right, folks, stick around. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back, everybody, to the final segment of our special Memorial Day edition of Just the News, Not Noise. John and I want to personally thank all of the men and women who have served or are serving our country, and, of course, absolutely those who gave the ultimate sacrifice. We dedicate this broadcast to all of those folks. And, you know, John, people tend to forget that Memorial Day is not just a three-day weekend. They go out there and they flip burgers and they clink beer bottles, and uh, I think a lot of times we forget what Memorial Day is all about. And having spoken to Taya, I was thinking about the fact that uh, for people in particular who have lost spouses, 
Memorial Day has got to be one of those fresh sting scenarios where no matter how many years it's been, every time Memorial Day rolls around, there's just a little bit of a, a fresh sting to it, I think. But she is so resilient, um, as are, you know, I mean, you often find this in the military spouse community. These people are resilient beyond what most of us who aren't in those uh, service marriages can even fathom. Uh, you, I couldn't agree more with you. It was really well said, Amanda. I, I listened to Joe Kent, what he said about the homeless veterans. I listened to what Taya said about 80-plus percent of uh, uh, armed services suicides are triggered by a problem in a relationship. It's a reminder that we may be out of the Iraq and Afghanistan wars right now, but our mission as a country to keep serving those is far from complete. We've got a lot of issues that we haven't filled the gap for, for these amazing families and for those who gave us the ultimate sacrifice. And, you know, I was a young boy, uh, and I, I got to learn that my I had two uncles uh, who served in World War II. My dad served during the Vietnam era. And uh, every Memorial Day, my Uncle Henry would take me to uh, the parade in Fairfield, Connecticut. And I would watch, and I would wave, and we'd wear the little plastic poppy flowers that they would sell. And I, uh, there's a picture of him. What an American hero. I didn't know this because he very seldom spoke of his time. But when he passed, I learned of the incredible courage he gave us. He was on the front lines of the battlefield in World War II in France. He was uh, instrumental. His unit was instrumental in cracking through the German lines on the French-German border just before the Battle of the Bulge. President Truman ultimately gave him and his unit uh, the highest civilian award. I didn't know that because he never talked about it. I just knew him as the guy that took me to the memorial parade. He was an American hero, and I think back now, if I knew that now, what I, if I knew then what I knew now, what I could have said to him for his sacrifice, for the incredible um, silence that he carried with him, uh, that he never burdened his family with. But I know he saw some of the worst combat Americans ever will see. Uh, and uh, I thank him for sensitizing me to this holiday. I can't let a Memorial Day go by without that fresh feeling of having his hand, a little boy, my little boy's hand in his hand, taking me to that uh, parade. And today, wherever you are, please reach out and say thank you to a veteran, a veteran's family. And as Taya reminded us, it's okay to bring up the fallen in their names. Actually, most families want to hear that. Yeah, and you know, John, you brought up the poppy. Um, there's something that a lot of Commonwealth countries do uh, that I wish we did more here in the United States, and I believe that it was actually started by the American Legion, but we don't do it as much here in the States as folks in Canada and the U.K. do. But there's about a two- or a three-week span between the end of October and a couple weeks into November where everyone wears a poppy, and it is to honor those uh, who serve or have served in the armed forces. And it's such a, you, you can Google it and look up all of the meaning behind the poppy in World War One, and I believe the, the poem was called In Flanders Field. But look it up, and I think it's a beautiful symbol. And here in the United States, you know, we have one day today for Memorial Day. We have a day for uh, Veterans Day, and then we have Armed Forces Day. But I really love the idea of taking weeks to celebrate that because these are people who spend years and sometimes decades of their life serving our country. I think the least we can do is throw on a poppy to honor them for a couple of weeks. I couldn't agree more. We used to do it when in Connecticut when I was a young boy, and I don't see it as often anymore. There aren't the guys that sell them at the store. Uh, we should get back to that. But you know what? The most important lesson I took from today's show, every day needs to be Memorial Day for us. We can't leave our veterans, their families, the fallen behind in our memory, in our actions. Uh, when you think of the sacrifice that Shannon Kent made, you think of the sacrifice that 
uh, uh, Stephen Sillers made, uh, the, uh, the one that Chris Kyle made. It has to inspire us that our mission isn't done. Just because the battlefield has ended, our, fight, our, our commitment to those great fighting members in, of this country needs to continue day in, day out, not just once a year or twice a year. Uh, it was a great show. I was taken back by a lot of the interviews. Amanda, any highlights for you today? Oh gosh, so many uh, highlights, but I wanted to give a suggestion, something that I've done in the past, and I have to admit I'm long overdue for buying a new batch of them. But one of my favorite things to do when I see a veteran, I'll go to, uh, for here it's McDonald's because it's very prominent here in California as it is in most of the country, but if Dunkin' Donuts are really popular in your area or even Subway, go buy just a whole batch of $5 gift cards. Um, it's one of my favorite things that I used to do. Again, I admit that I'm very tardy on buying a new batch of them, but $5 gift cards, you know, spend 100 bucks and, and buy 20 of those gift cards, and then every time you see a veteran, just say, hey, have a cup of coffee on me or have a Big Mac on me. It's one of my favorite things to do, and it's just a really small way that we can show our appreciation. What, what a great idea, Amanda. I'm, I'm going to go out tonight and do that. That is such a great idea. My son and I would love to do that. We're going to start a new tradition because of your thoughtfulness. Um, parting thoughts as we head into another week. Memorial Day will fade into the past, but a lot of news ahead of us, don't we? Oh, man, so much news. Uh, the news cycle breaking so fast these days. Um, I would just second what you said about Memorial Day and, and Veterans Day in general, thinking about those who have served our country. And as you look at things in politics, um, try to remember that most of us on the left and the right, regardless of what side we're on, with the exception of some of the fringe elements, we all just want a better country and we want what's best for her. So just try to keep that mentality going forward. Amen for that. Well, folks, thanks for joining us. Happy Memorial Day. And to my great uncles who served on that battlefield more than 80 years ago, Henry Laska, Stanley Tansky, you are not forgotten tonight. Good night, America. God bless you, and happy Memorial Day. Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner, whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bite. You and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z -Pak. The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twc.health/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%. Hey there, it's Amanda Head, and I am thrilled to introduce to you my new exciting podcast, Furthermore, with Amanda Head, broadcasting weekly from sunny Los Angeles, California, and brought to you by the dynamic Just the News Podcast Network. 
On this fresh and engaging podcast, I delve into the latest news with a little bit of a twist, exploring the furthermore of every story. But this isn't your typical run-of-the-mill news commentary or politically charged program. I interview a diverse range of guests, including business leaders, entertainers, musicians, educators, experts, politicians, and many influential figures from both the United States and around the world. So why not make your Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays a little more interesting? Tune in on your preferred podcast platform and discover furthermore with Amanda Head on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And don't forget to hit that follow or subscribe button and be sure to download the latest episodes. I can't wait to have you join me on this exciting journey. 